Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. This is Rose Bill. I'm joined with Alan. That was loud. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Loud and fast. I'm good, man. Good, I'm good. good. We're trying, I guess, just trying to get some of these bugs worked out, kinks worked out. All right. So <clears throat> take two. <laughs> take 52. Uh, all right. So this is going to be a series that we're going to do uh, titled The Organization and the Leadership. Uh, so let me break it down real quick because we've already done this. So I feel like we've done it five times already. Right. Uh, so the organization is the church and the leadership is whoever is leading the church, guiding the church, teaching the church. All right. So the breakdown is the organization. When we say the organization, we're talking about the church. And when we say leadership, that's going to be the managers, which are the pastors and the preachers, the supervisors, which are the deacons or the elders. Uh, and then you have the employees, which are going to be the members of the church. And then you have uh, your customers, which are the visitors. And obviously the CEO of the church is Jesus Christ. My head hurts. That's, uh, that's yeah. a lot of information. Well, here's the thing, man. I think sometimes if you turn it around a little bit, people don't... Uh, People don't look at it the same because they take things personally when you talk about the church because they immediately think about their church. So we're going to present it in a different way so that it still talks about the same thing, but maybe they don't take it so personally because in, in a minute you'll see when we talk about some of this, what it what it looks like. Because you and I have both, uh, we both had our own businesses. Uh, we've both worked for other businesses. Right. Uh so I think there's a lot of legitimacy here to talk about this topic. Right. Uh, anyway, so without further ado, you want to kick it off or you want me to? Sure. I, absolutely. Yeah, you got a lot to go here. I do. I do. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to, I just want to start by saying we need to stop expecting out of people what only God can give. You know, we need to stop expecting other people to fulfill our needs and to feel, fulfill our emptiness when yep when God is the only way to do that and, and coming to Jesus Christ is the first step. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so amazing how much peace, joy, and comfort a person can get by just receiving their salvation. But when you're striving, it's just your life. I'm not ever going to say it's perfect, but you, you know where to go to when it does get bad. So yeah. There's a lot of peace in that. Well, it's not, what's a good word for it? It's not all, it's all not uh, tipsy turvy, I guess. It's not, it's not all over the place. You know where to go. You know, exactly, the resources yeah. well. And, and, and if you're staying uh, in desire for that, for the word of God and in prayer and that relationship, that closeness, right? Uh, things are better uh, just because you know where to look, you know, you know how to look. Well, I'll tell you. Before we get on this other thing, I had this conversation with my brother this morning, you know, and he was like, man, I was really bummed out yesterday. It was about his job and he travels a lot and he was just talking to me and he's like, you know, I have to remind myself that 
uh, I'm a Christian. I have the best resource in the world Right. when things get like this for right. me that I can go to instead of, you know, falling into myself and falling <laughs> right. apart. Yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, you know, man, we had a long discussion. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I said, we are a people of worry and God is a God of comfort. When we worry, he's our comfort. What happens is a lot of times when we worry, we try to be the comfort. So we put things in there, alcohol, drugs, uh, you know, bad relationships. We put a lot of things in there to cope with a lot of our problems. When the one thing, as a, especially as a Christian, we should be turning to God during our problems. Absolutely. So anyways, that was a short con- <clears throat> short uh, thing on a conversation I had with my brother. Absolutely. Well, you know, we don't need more programs to teach us how to, to be better Christians or to how to deal with problems or, or feel, figure out how to deal with problems on our own. We need to be taught how to draw closer to God. We need to be taught sanctificate about sanctification. And we also need to be taught about the Holy Spirit because, you know, without God, we don't have life. Without Jesus, we don't have salvation. And without the Holy Spirit, we have no guidance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, uh, you know, and I'll say based on that, we've all gone somewhere and, and we've gotten bad service, right? Like, right. We've gone, we, and nowadays, I mean, most of the stuff's done online, but even then you can have bad service, whether it's support or, or whatever. Uh, but customer service, it can make or break a business. If you have bad service somewhere, you're not going to go back. Right. Uh, and a lot of times, and I, and this is why I equate this and, and it'll, I hope it makes sense in a few minutes, because this is the way I looked at it when I, when I was looking at, uh, churches and and a lot of things you and I have talked about, you know, we talked about the, the one in the 99 and, you know, we were the two in the 98 and, you know, uh, it's kind of interesting how that, you know, is, is talked about except in a circumstance you're involved in. And, you know, I'm thinking, it's really bad business for, and I say business because people don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that a church is a business. It's a business. Right. Uh, and I know that's a harsh thing to call a church. Church should not be a business. It, it should, should not. No, it should, it, sh- it should never be a business. But I will say this, if you, if, if you're, if the organization is providing bad service, people will not come back. And that service are the things you're talking about. The things right. that, that precede, uh, uh, salvation, the things that we should be focused on within right. the church. Absolutely. Those are extremely important. Definitely. You know, because here's the thing, Bill, there, there's a great famine in the world, a spiritual famine. People are hungry all over the world and preachers need to be teaching how to, preachers need to be teaching how to grow spiritually. Yeah. So people aren't as hungry when they're in the, because there's people in the church that are hungry, but those people that are in their church, when they're being fed correctly, they will go out and share the gospel and give other people hope as well. And it yeah. perpetuates, it yeah. should perpetuate, but a lot of people just want to keep it in their box. Like I've said many times, but um, because here's the thing, we each are going to be held accountable at the judgment seat of Christ. We cannot displace blame to the preacher. We have to know for ourselves. You know, and it says in 2 Corinthians 5:10, we are going to be held accountable. Each of us. We can't we can't blame anyone else. But here's the thing with that. 
we as Christians need to hold preachers accountable because our very soul depends on them. I agree. A hundred percent. You know, if you, if you go back and look at it like a business, uh, and I shouldn't say a business, like an organization, you, if you want to be successful, you invest the time in the people, you invest that time in them because otherwise, otherwise, uh, why would you want to, I've been in jobs where I didn't want to come to work every day, right? Because it was just a horrible place to go to. Exactly. I wasn't growing. I wasn't going anywhere. There was no moving up. It was just a, it was just a stagnant place to work and it just, and it just felt bad. Like there was no attention placed on the people that come there and do the work. It was just, it was a money-making business and that's all it was for. They did as little as possible to get as much overhead as possible. Yeah. Um, And I, and so with, with church uh, and I say, I say church, that's the, that's the local church we're talking about because that's a, that is an organization. Uh, It's, it's organized. It's an organized structure. That's why it's called an organization. And you have different roles in that organization, but I will say this as much, as much autonomy as a lot of churches want to have, they still rely on one person in that church. Right. Uh, and they put a lot of emphasis on that one person. And we've said this before, you have to be careful with that because then all of your attention and effort and emphasis goes back to that person because that's where it's all been placed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and this is nothing against preachers, but we need to realize that they are as human as we are. And we, each of us, not just the preacher, each person that has a relationship with Jesus Christ has the ability to get closer to God because of the death of Jesus Christ. And, you know, in Philippians 2.12, it says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, fear of God, not a preacher. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll tell you, man, a lot of times, uh, I don't think I don't think there needs to be a practice of fear. I worked for a guy one time, man. He led by fear. Right. He, yeah. he Everything he did... He wanted to make sure you were afraid enough that you would fall in line. And nobody wants to, nobody wants to be led like that. I don't get, right. I don't like to eat when I'm afraid. Like, right. And if I'm sitting there in fear, I'm not going to eat anything. I'd be too worried about what's going to happen next. Right. Uh, you don't fill your fork with food if you need to use it as a weapon. Uh, <laughs> right. So anyways, I think, I think, man, I think a lot of times and, and, you know, there, there's two different ways to look at it. There's the way that when you're sitting in church, you know, as a, as a member or even a visitor, you know, there's a, there's an obligation for churches to uphold. And that obligation is from God. And then if you look at it from the outside as a community, uh, there's a perspective to look at how that church uh, lines up for the community. Right. Um, well, yeah. that's actually a very good point because a, a false teacher will be adored by his followers, but despised by the outsiders. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. The outsiders need to not adore the guy, but I mean, that's kind of a strong word, but they, they need at least got to Ad, like him, admire, admire. Maybe. They got to admire. They got to trust him. Yeah. Trust is a huge part. So trust you're absolutely is, right. Trust is if, if only the people within that church trust him. Yeah. And everyone else is very skeptical. And there are a lot of, 
there are a lot of people that are just skeptical skeptical about everything. Yeah, right, know? right. But there's a lot of times people on the outside looking in can see that someone on the inside can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, when you, when you started uh, talking on your side of this from your angle, uh, it made me think of, you know, somebody that's sitting in the church and that's a, that's a unique way to look at it. Cause we've been there and I still, I, I'm still very, uh, I wouldn't say critical, uh, concerned. I would say I'm more concerned. You're aware now. Yeah. What's the content? How's the yeah. delivery? Right. You know, is it biblical? When are we getting to some Bible? <clears throat> right. You know, I'm very concerned because I know ultimately that my time is very valuable. Right. Uh, because the time, it's just like when you go in a store, you've told me stories, you walk into a store, there's the music's distracting. Right. Uh, you know, somebody, you can't find anybody. Right. You can't find the product. You're like, geez, Louise, I came in right. here. I knew exactly what I needed, but now everything else is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's people that go to church like that, man. Right. They know exactly what they need. Well, you know, I've told, I shared this before. I went through a period of my life when I was living like a heathen. Yeah. But occasionally I would take a sabbatical from acting like a heathen. And I'd be like, okay. And I'd go to church, yeah, you know, I got to get my life right. Right. For a, but here's for the a thing. while. Here's the thing. I would go, no, I wanted to get my life right, but I would, I would visit churches yeah. and it's amazing how, how many churches, you know, you walk into, I've walked into several churches where I walked in, listened to the service, the entire service walked out when everyone was leaving. Not one person said hi. Yeah. You know, yeah. because I was an outsider. <laughs> what are you doing in our church? And there's a, it's, it's crazy, right, it man? Totally crazy. Yeah. And actually I, I'd read this article and this is a guy that apparently didn't go to church or he didn't trust preachers. He said, people don't trust pastors because they are worse than used car salesmen. And I've said that before as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to read all of it because some of it's just silly, but you know, I do agree with this. They are too busy in, in many cases of trying to tweet and, you know, Instagram and brand their church and everything yeah, yeah. that they are that not concerned about the people that are already in there. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing. It's not about, there are a lot of preachers that are concerned about the numbers, yeah. you know, who cares about the numbers? You need to grow the people that come to your church. Don't shows a lack of faith. You don't need 10,000 people because if you have 10,000 people in your church and all of them have a superficial relationship and they don't truly have their salvation, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's of no value. Well, a lot of the stuff that the, the leadership uh, focuses on it, it is, it, <laughs> it shows a lack of faith because they're not putting their trust in God right. to manage those things. Now, listen, they should, as church leaders, they should be good stewards of the things that's that the things that are provided of God, uh, the people, the finances, the things like that. Um, now you start handling that stuff in the, in the wrong way, then you know what, that's going to come back on you. I mean, I can't, I don't know how else to put it, but that's, that's where it's going to happen. It's, right. And, and I, you know, in Romans 10, 14 through 15, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the gist of it is, you know, how will they hear without a preacher? Yeah. And right. if people are going to a church, somebody is visiting a church and they don't get the gospel, if they're not hearing the truth, yeah, then what value is the preacher? You're because right. it says, right. how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, they may have the man, 
that calls himself a preacher. Right. But how are they going to hear if that man isn't living up to God's standards and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? There's so many, there's so many avenues to this. And I know it is. That's why we're going to do a series. Yeah. Because, you know, truthfully, man, if you, oh man, you know, you and I, we have had lengthy conversations about uh, the church as an organization. Yeah. And we've really, you know, and we've sat and we've been like, man, we don't want to come across negative. We don't want to beat up this thing. But I'm going to tell you, man, uh, people are responsible where they pay their attention to. And that attention. Exactly. You're, you're, you're called on God to worship properly, right? right. You're called to worship in the right house. You're called right. to be in front of God the right way. You can't. And, and if you, if you're, if you're lending to that unrighteousness right now, and listen, I know people have bad days, right? You know, there's pastors that have an off day for a sermon, maybe even a week, maybe a month. Right. But if every time you're putting your ears in front of somebody and, and it's not lining up biblically or, yeah. And, all right. So let me, let me break it off on this one piece. All right. Doctrine. Break it. Here, here's here's the deal, man. It's biblical doctrine. It, the 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 pastor's role is to protect church doctrine. Correct. That's one of their roles. It's biblical. Absolutely. They're to protect church doctrine. Right. Now, if you want to cloud that doctrine and make it have ten things in there that aren't biblical, well, you can still do your job and protect the the church doctrine. But it's now church doctrine. It's not it, biblical doctrine. Exactly. Yes. And that's the problem. It it it. It becomes so, I hate it when people would say, well, you just want to blend religions. You just want to, you make it ecumenical. You know, you want to tear it down and have every denomination kind of just fold together. No, that's not the point. The point is line up with the Bible. Exactly. If you do that, then you'll have a bunch of people that are focused on the Bible. Yeah. It's the, it's the body of Christ. Yeah. Right. And you know, and people are like, well, Bill and Alan are are pointing at, you know, trying to break up churches and say that that's not what we're saying at all. You're missing, you've missed the entire point to all of this. That's not what we're saying. Did we have a bad experience at one church? Yes. One church. Oh, I've had several. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. You've had a few. I yeah. mean, I've, I've been blessed. I've but, been to churches that yeah. I, you know, and that's now, listen, I will, I'll put this disclaimer out there. That's prior to a three, three year, uh, devoted walked with God. Right. Like that's prior to the studying, the praying, the, and I'm talking like more than I ever have in my life. Right. Uh, so you recognize a few things, um, one or two, but I will say this dude, like, it's not, it's not a bashing. It's an awakening. It's like, wake up and look what you're and Now, if you yeah. are one of those, I will say this. You are also, if you're one of those that are in a great church, you're also required to go out and tell people, yes, let them absolutely. know you're in a great church. Tell everyone. Right. So, a great church. Yeah. Don't, don't hold it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny that you brought that up. You know, I have had several experiences, but I learned and I grew from each of those experiences. Yeah, they're beneficial, but, man. Absolutely. But the, the I don't want to say cool, the amazing thing is they all had similar traits. Sure. Sure. Yep. So, I mean, looking, and like I said, well, I go, it's, it's, when you're in something, it's hard to see things sometimes. Yeah. But when you're on the outside looking in, it's yeah. a lot easier. And I wanted to share this. 
Yeah. While we're on this, because I, I have went to several different churches and it wasn't because, well, you know, the carpet was the wrong color. The walls were the wrong color. Somebody didn't speak to me. No, they were empty emotionally, right. emotionally, yeah. spiritually empty. It wasn't a place for me. And I knew that even when I was a heathen, I, I knew because I grew up in a pilgrim holiness church in, in Fedville, West Virginia. And the preacher was fired up every service. It wasn't like, you know, we had, we didn't have to have a revival for people to get fired exactly. up. It was, right. he was fired up every service right. every month, right. you know, every year. So anyway, I just wanted to share this. If, a, if the Lord lays on a person's heart to leave a church, you don't go discuss it with the preacher. You don't do, do discuss it with the the preacher's associate. Not you don't unless discuss you want to be that with your friends. <laughs> yeah. The, um, unless you want a tour guide for a guilt trip. Yeah. You don't do that because right. they will they'll either send you on a guilt trip mm. or they will shame you. Yeah. Or they will break out the proof text and, and show you why you need to be there. And here's the thing. If you it says in the Bible not to forsake the assembling together. Right. But if you're assembling together and Jesus is Jesus is not in the middle of that, you're in a club. Yeah. Yeah. So, nothing more. Exactly. Nothing more. Exactly. You know, it's interesting, man. I followed a lot of people online and social media uh, that had bad experiences in churches. You know, the only people that don't have bad experiences in churches, the people that are still in church. They, right. they don't because, well, and, and I say that if <laughs> If your leadership in your in the organization is too concerned about uh, profit and, and not the P R O P H E T part, <laughs> right? Uh, but the other one, then you might be at the wrong place. And and the other thing too, and listen, some of the reasons you leave a church is not all negative. It's not right. all discriminatory. Right. There could be other reasons. You could leave because of travel. You right. could leave because of a job. You could leave because, uh, you know, there's no children's ministry. There's no, you know, there could be a, there could be a lot of reasons and they're not all negative. Right. Uh, but the biggest ones that will tell you is that if you're sitting somewhere not being fed the word of God and it's not being Holy Spirit driven or led, uh, and there is nothing that comes after salvation, those three, those are three big in your doctrines week. Those four things, yeah, you should probably find somewhere else to yeah, go. It's time to dip. Yeah. Um, and actually, I found and this interesting. If, or hold on. And if you're being convinced not to go, you should probably ask, why are you trying so hard? If it's if it's not spirit-led. If right. something, if the Absolutely. Holy Spirit is guiding you to get out, then get out. Definitely. Yeah. And actually, so I have a couple things, but oh, uh, yeah, I'll share this first. Uh, you know, because here's the thing. A false teacher a preacher will surround himself with weak willed people. You may be a strong willed person. Yeah. You may, you may see things that other people don't because you've been through other experiences and I've been through plenty of experiences yeah. that I know to keep yeah. my eyes open. Yeah. I don't get warm and fuzzy, you yeah. know, uh, like I told you about my wife, we dated for a while. You know, I mean, it's like the second, second date, I think. Yeah, and you're I not crazy, her, are you? I was like, <laughs> you're on, not on any mood altering drugs, are you? Because <laughs> that was it. Because if right. she was, I, I wanted to make sure that the person that I went to bed with at night to go to sleep. Yeah. 
was the same person that I was going to wake up with in yeah. the next morning. I didn't yeah. want like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, right. So, you know, and it's the same thing. You got to take even more so care with your relationship in the church because oh, your soul absolutely. depends on it. Yeah. Um, well, and other people in your, in your family. Uh, yeah. They, it, you know, I, I, I gave you this analogy uh, before, you know, and, and I used to, I was in the retail business for a long time, uh, 18 years. And service is a, it's a huge deal in retail, man. It makes or breaks businesses. Absolutely. And there, and there's a lot of other components to it, but the biggest thing was we would sit there and and talk about if one person came in and had a negative experience, you risked the fact that that person would go home and tell 10 other people. And those other 10 people would say, Oh, you know, I was talking to Bill and man, man, he really, you know, let's say Alan goes, man, I'm thinking about going to this hardware place. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, Tony over there said that he went there last week. You know how it works. And he said, he, man, that place was horrible. Well, then you're like, I'm not going there only because some guy said it was bad. Right. Think about, think about Christianity in that sense, and all these small businesses, aka our local churches, that are just destroying Christianity, man. Absolutely. They're they're taking it and now listen, some are doing really good, but that doesn't do good for the the overwhelming bad ones yeah. that are just, you know, you got these mega churches that are, you know, telling everybody they can get rich if they give some money and pray and plant your seed. Yeah. And doing, I mean, the healing ministries and all this stuff. I mean, there's just some craziness out there, but that's because the people that are going, they're not in their Bibles, man. They're not holding those preachers accountable. And you know yes. what they're doing? They're showing up and showing up is condoning the behavior that these guys are, are presenting out there. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. There are so many people that will never have a relationship with Jesus Christ because they got a bad taste in their mouth from a preacher. Yeah. You know, the preacher had, didn't have any work ethic. He was not trustworthy or there's so many factors. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because those people are going to be lost in hell forever because that preacher did not toe the line that God has set forth and he wanted to do his own thing. And, you know, I'd mentioned this before in another episode, as far as expectations, people will rise to the expectation that someone sets for them. Right. And so if they're, if they're, not expected to do very much. They're not going to do very much. Yeah. And if they're not taught, yeah. How are they going to learn? You know, it's just fortunate that I found someone to sharpen my iron, you know, and and we, we worked well off of each other. Not everyone has that. Not, not everyone knows how to find that. And well, we didn't find that. The Holy Spirit put us together. Yeah, I was going to say. So, yeah, that, that was know, no but, doing of our own. But we, <clears throat> because but we were open, we were hungry, we were searching, we were looking. Yeah. So that's that's when the Holy Desire Spirit Desire is a huge part of it, man. If you, Definitely. you know, you've said it before, you know, you could go out and have your flames put out and it can really, you know, I, man, I, I worked for this company where uh, they recruited me. So, so when I went to, when I started to work there, everything was like, 
phenomenal. Like as soon as I started, I was like, man, this is awesome. Company car, company expense account, private office. Like this was, I was like, where am I? This is amazing. (laughs) And then by like day 15, true colors came out and I was like, okay. Only 15 days. Oh yeah. It was pretty bad. Oh, well, wow. they had, they had me bought in, I got you. you know, I mean, free lunch. Right. Like, I mean, I was, it was, it was a gravy train for me, but in the pay, like everything was too good. Right. And then all of a sudden I, I saw it. There's an old country song and I can't remember exactly the, the name of it, but it was, you know, if I don't, oh man. Yeah, say yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> Let me I, think of it. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> well, anyway, so with this job, like after like about two weeks, it came out like, and you were able to see, and that's the same way with, if you go and visit churches, I'll, I'll tell you this, don't, don't lock in right away, you know, make sure it fits uh, biblically with the things that you're looking for uh, in your walk and make sure too. That you're not just getting uh, one one side from it. I, we we visited a church. Excuse me. We visited a church and walked in, and you know we sat there, and I was like, uh, I was like, man, I don't know. This is like it, it wasn't what we were accustomed to when we went, and I just wasn't. I just wasn't feeling it, man. Something right. was off about it. Yeah. And when I left, I told, I looked at my wife because we still, you know, we, uh, we really put things back and forth with each other. It has to be for us. It has to be a, uh, decision that we both make. And she was like, she, I was being kind. She said, Nope, not feeling it. And I right. said, okay, well that, that wraps it up. I mean, right. Uh, and, and I think that's important because I think a lot of that is your, I think that is the Holy Spirit. I think the Holy Spirit, when you go somewhere, if you, we sat through the whole service, I really, biblically, fine. Preaching, right. fine. Right. It was the atmosphere. There were other parts of it. And it wasn't a comfort thing for me. I could sit through anything. Right. It wasn't that. It was just something else. And I couldn't tell you what it was. And when we walked out, she felt the same thing. And I was like, okay. Confirmation. Yep. Actually, the words of that song were, uh, be careful of something that's just what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. If it's exactly what yep. you're looking for. Yeah. Too good to there, be true. There may be a hook in it. Yeah. There was a hook. All right. I left that place after 60 days. I gave it the old try. And then I was like, nah, I, I can't do you. it. And, and that, and that's a way, that's a, lo- a lot of ways that I'll tell you, man. Yeah. I look at, let me, let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you, you always do this to me. I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. So do you think a church would be successful without any members? Let's just put it this way without anybody coming through the door. In what way? Anybody walking. I in. mean, say anybody. Yeah. Somebody goes and starts a church. They open a, yeah, they decorate it. Their family moves. They go and open the doors and then nobody shows up. Right. Successful or not in the sense of oh, what, what they're there for. What they're there for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I agree on that angle. Now, yep. what about, would they be there? Would they be there? Would they be able to pay the bills? Would they be able to? Yes. Okay. If, if they're Explain in God, it. if they're in God's will. Okay. Because it's faith. If you're, <laughs> you if, know where I was going with if that. If you, if you 
are led to lead to to open a church. God will provide. God will provide. That's right. Look at George Miller. That's right. He didn't try to. He didn't have any financial backing. Yeah. He didn't have supporters. He had it laid on his heart to take care of orphans that was needed at that time. Yeah. He God led him to do that. Yes. He didn't say, Hey, I think I'll go open orphanages. Absolutely. Yeah. I want, I want to be, you know, I want, I want want everybody to know me me for the person that, and I think that's the same way. If somebody is truly, truly, truly led by God and whatever endeavor it is, who knows, who knows you could work in the textile industry and your main job there is to work diligently. So people can see what God's doing in your life. Here's the thing, Bill. It's, it's not even, it's not only the church. There are people, there are godly people that run businesses. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Day yeah. businesses. Yep. But they do it on the principles that are set forth in the Bible. Right. And they're following right. God. Right. And, they and people don't, see that. They don't, exactly. They don't yeah. cheat on their taxes. They don't, yep. you know, try to fudge a little bit here or there. They, they do what they say they're going to do. Right. They, they keep their word. They are a person of integrity. Yeah. And God honors that and he will supply. I I can tell you, I mean, even when I was not living for God, there were times that I just didn't see how something was going to work out. It could be Friday afternoon. I'd need a couple grand by Tuesday of next week. Yeah. And the phone would ring. And it was always as much, if not more, than I needed yeah. to take care of whatever need. And that was nothing to do with me. It wasn't like God, right. was, you know, it was right. his provision. He was, he was calling me. He was, he was laying on my heart. He was, you know, trying to get my attention, but I was just too hard at it. And then well, I was hard headed, but then also it goes along with what we're talking about right here. You, you go to a church and you're not, and you're not fed spiritually. You're not going to keep going back. Yeah. So you fall into your old ways. You go to another church and you're not fed spiritually. You're going to leave. And, you know, I was, I was in that. I was, I was searching, but I couldn't find it. Right. So, you know, what do you do? Well, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, I can tell you what I, looking back, I know what to do. Yeah. You get on your knees and you That's get right. in the word of God. That's right. You stop. And like I said, in the very beginning, you know, Stop expecting out of people what only God can do. Yeah. And it took me a long time. But here's the thing. I believe all that was for a purpose. I know all that was for a purpose. I went through a lot of situations, a lot of different different scenarios that prepared me to share with other people what I have been through and how yeah. to maybe avoid some of that. Or, you know, I've been through the shaming thing. You were called and told that I was walking away from God because I, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't going to stay at that church. So, you know, I had been through enough stuff and built up those, those, those emotional muscles, if you will, to realize that's not the place for me. And I had enough strength. God gave me enough strength to not fall into the shaming and the, the guilt trips and all that, you know, or even just the convincing. And here's the thing. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I will. (laughs) You know, I, I had dated a a lot of females before. So I was very familiar with the guilt trip thing. 
I had a lot of tour guides for guilt trips throughout my relationships. So all that stuff, everything that I've been through prepared me for right here, right now. Yeah. I think, I think too, man, uh, you know, I, I think it'll provide the right thing at the right time in your life, but you have to make sure. And I mean, you as the person that attends a church, if it truly lines up biblically there, you know, Ashley and I were talking the other day. There's so man, dude, there's so many people in churches. There's so many, I mean, not more than the churches would like. I mean, the churches would love to have more people in them, but there, there are, I mean, there's what 300,000 uh, churches in the United States. I think that's what the number was. 300,000, uh, roughly 300,000 churches. And you think all of those are still open. So they're to a degree successful or God's actually putting the people in the right churches to make them successful Uh, in that term, not a financial, but a, but a spiritual sense. Right. And so I think that is very important. But the thing is, is you have to ask yourself, uh, are these uh, organizations lining up? There's, as, as taboo as it is in a church to talk about leaving a church, you know, I mean, I talked to my brother, you remember the whole situation when I talked to my brother about, you know, man, I don't know what I should do at this point. You know, it, it was, it, he is a very godly man and he made it a point to say, hey, listen, you know, you got to make sure before you leave the church. I'm like, okay. Right. You know, it was almost as it, it would have been easier to sell my house. Than to have that conversation about leaving the church. I mean, I, you know, to get an appraisal and get a survey and go through all this stuff with the bank, it it would have been easier to do that. You would have thought. And when I sat back and looked at it, man, my relationship uh, with God, my studies, my spiritual awareness, my prayer life, uh, the only thing I haven't done is physically walked inside of a church right uh still worship as a family we still give the time as a family right uh you know there are benefits of it uh and albeit if things change in my life we will go back to that actual uh in-person uh worshiping but you know you have to you have to look at your attendance and what it's doing uh for you, as far as uh, your walk with God, you have to look at it. There are requirements that the church should meet and you have to make sure that they're meeting those requirements. I've talked to many, we, you, you and I have talked with many people uh, that we've met online through this ministry Yeah, uh, that they're attending phenomenal churches Yes, uh, that are doing all the right things. Mm. We're just saying that you should know that your church is doing that just as much as you should know if they're not. You should know if they are. And if they are, they're doing great. Uh, not every church is perfect. They're not going to have everything nailed down, um, but they should be as close to the Bible and biblical doctrine as possible. I would say they'd have to line up uh, 100%. With the Bible, yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. They're not going to have everything. They're they're no. not going to have every aspect covered. But no, right, right. But that's that's the biggest thing. You got to be lined up with the Bible for preaching God's yeah. word. If you yeah. if you're saying you're preaching God's word, you're going to be held accountable. And that's what I'm I'm saying. That's why I was so passionate about this because we need to start holding preachers accountable. They've gotten by with so much for so long yeah. and they've, they've smeared the name of God 
because of their bad actions. They're damaging Christianity. Absolutely. And, and, you know, because people aren't stupid, but I believe there are a lot of people that are courteous and they sit in churches and they, and, and some of them are afraid of being shamed. It's selfishness. A lot of it's selfishness. They don't want to leave their church because, because they, it provides something for them to go there. Right. Uh, whether yeah. it, what, how it looks to other people, their friendships, the tradition, and here's, uh, here's whatever it is. Absolutely. Here's something else that, that had, that's, that I have seen that disturbed me. You know, you have preachers that will support or not support. Um, yeah, I guess support. They, they're in the corner of some, some other preacher that has gotten accused of some horrible thing. Right. They're in his corner. They're like, yes, he didn't do that. And this and that and everything. Well, here's, here's something you don't speak too quickly because you don't know. Right. Right. You, you need to pray about it. Let ask the Holy spirit, but you don't get in his corner and, and, and lift this guy up because he may have done what he was, he was accused of. Yeah. Right. The only reason I bring that up is because a lot of times that that hurts God's church on two levels. One is the preacher that has done the bad thing is going to, you know, put doubt in people's minds. They're like, well, this guy, yeah, did right. it. there's no way. And then on another front, the preacher that is supporting the guy, the preacher that is in that guy's corner. And they're like, you know, um, they would take a bullet for the dude or whatever, which is ludicrous because yeah. he's a human. Um, they are going to damage the testimony of some people as well, just by them hitching their wagon to that guy. Yeah, there's so. a man. There is so much responsibility. Oh, absolutely. In that role. Like, I can't even uh, I mean, I can imagine. And, well, I can, I can imagine if you try to figure it out, if you try to have the answers on your own, you're going to fail being a preacher. You're going to fail, but you, if you got to be spirit filled, you got to be spirit led. People need to be spirit filled and people need to be spirit led. Yeah. You know, I got too critical before, uh, and this is just me calling me out. I got critical before of like, you know, Oh, well they, you know, this person lied to me or, you know, they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're going to what, what was that website called? Uh, Sunday sermons.com or something, you know, oh, yeah. free, yeah. free yeah. Sunday sermons.com. Yeah. Something like that. And we we found a sermon. I'm like, geez, they preached right from this. Like they must be getting their stuff online. But, right. uh, for me, like I used to be very critical of that. And I'm like, you know what, man? here's how you know how you affect a business. If you're, if the service is bad and you keep going back and dumping your money in there, you're a fool because if you're going there or they support bad things or they're, you know, they're, 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 uh, you know, they're gossiping about people or running their mouth or doing whatever in the community. I'm not, you know how I fix that. I just don't give them my money. You know, if somebody asks me my, uh, my impression of them, I tell them, this is, you know, I wouldn't go back because this happened to me there. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but here's what, here's for me, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to, I was very critical of, of what things looked like for me and God will handle that. God will take care of, uh, he'll take care of how these things are being. It's not it, what I'm getting at. It's not my responsibility to straighten that man up. 
Exactly. That's not my responsibility. Right. It's my responsibility to make sure I don't put my family in front right. of that. Just like he's supposed to protect the doctrine of the church. I'm going to protect my family's relationship and guidance yeah. as I lead them as the head. I'm not going to put them in a place that I feel is going to is be is going to be detrimental. Right. Just as it is for people that go, you know, if <laughs> I was shopping one place, uh, I won't say the name of a, a grocery store here. And this lady was, she was checking out complaining and the cashier is scanning her stuff and putting it in her bag. And she is just complaining about everything. The produce, right. the, you know, being out of stock. Uh, it was too hot over there, you know, and, and she's complaining. You know what she did at the end? She put her debit card in there, punched her pen in and walked out the door with her groceries. Right. She didn't, it wasn't that bad for her. Right. You know what I mean? She was going to complain about it, but it wasn't that bad for her. And she'll go out and complain about it left and right. And she'll still come back and shop there. Absolutely. And, and I'm, you know, I'm supposing that, but for us, the same thing happens. If you're going to sit and know that you're not getting fed biblical truth or you're being lied to or, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, or just, you know, things aren't being quite led the way that they should be being led, uh, then you're not doing any justice to, to Christianity by allowing these things to happen by your attendance. Absolutely. Well, you, you brought up, you know, it's not your job to point out things that are that you see or whatever. Well, I didn't I didn't mean it in that sense. I meant I can't. I, it's not my job to fix that person. Exactly. God will do that. It is our absolutely. job to point it out. It right. is absolutely. Well, I agree and I disagree because give, give me both. <clears throat> I agree. The person needs to know, but I also need to I disagree that the the important thing is to pray about the situation. Sure. Absolutely. And pray that the Holy spirit will lay it on their heart. Yeah. Because for one, a lot of times, and you know, this from personal experience, you can't tell anyone anything without them being defensive. Sure. They don't hear, sure. they don't hear what you're trying to say because yeah. they're too busy defending their yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not going to hear it. And then look at the great, at the reformation. Yeah. You know, right. how did that go? It just split. The churches. <laughs> How um, many denominations grew from that? Exactly. And it didn't solve the problem because the problem exists to this day. Absolutely. The problems that they were saying, yeah. oh, this doesn't, because people start reading their Bible and they're like, yeah. well, yeah, that's not what the Bible says. So when they went to the the people to, to confront them or to bring that out, the people are like, oh, no. And then they called him a heretic. No, yeah. we got so that's the way with a lot of churches, you know, now if you go like, well, show me where that's in the Bible or I don't understand the context, explain it to me. Or what about the sanctification thing? Oh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Right? You know, and then it's a problem. So yeah, well, I'll tell you, man, listen, I've asked you this before. Okay. How many, how many times during a sermon have, are people allowed to ask a question? Never. Well, you probably could. I just, but, but it's an accepted practice not to right. like nobody does because they believe that they shouldn't or right. they can't, uh, you know, and you could try, I mean, you could try to go up and get clarification afterwards. And I know a lot of churches that would provide that. I, I do. I know a lot of places that, or you could ask a, uh, a person that's been in their walk longer and they would probably, uh, help you with that. Yeah. But the other thing I, I wasn't saying don't go point out, uh, 
well, I am saying that don't be critical of somebody, but if somebody asks you, you should be ready and willing to tell them why you don't think something lines up. Right. Um, I think if you're out there volunteering now, if you see something completely egregious, uh, biblically, you're commanded to go confront your brother. Right. Uh, and I would, I would go and say, Hey, listen, you're way off base here. Uh, maybe I'm seeing it wrong and there's tactful ways to do it. We're not going to get into that. It's not about, uh, being tactful, but there are ways And and Alan's absolutely right. You know, pray about it and make sure your hand, I have, if I've learned one thing in the past three years, it is to take my time with something, whether it's a thought, an action, uh, an emotion, yep. take my time with it. Uh, don't act out on it right away uh, because that will always catch you in a position that's not good. And I was willing to do that prior to leaving the church. I was willing to do that. I was willing to say, you know what? All right, here's here's the concessions uh, we or I were willing to make. And I was going to sit on it. But there were too many things that God was putting in front of me saying, listen, look here, dummy. I'm trying to show you you're and you're not paying attention. I don't know what else I need to do when I kicked you before you paid attention. Do I need (laughs) to do something worse than that? Right. And it finally came. It it finally came in front. Uh, And that was the first time that I truly, truly felt the Holy Spirit, truly like I was and I knew and I know I mean, because I know what it was like to hear people say that and think, man, that guy, that cat's weird. (laughs) Right. But I can tell you as a Christian who is secure in their salvation, when the Holy Spirit speaks and you know, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you should not grieve that. You yeah. should move on with whatever it's whatever direction it's telling you to go in and go in that right. direction in yeah. a hurry. Exactly. <laughs> and here's something I was thinking about the other day. I think I may have shared this with you. When Moses went up the mount and he got the Ten Commandments and he came back down and the people were doing the crazy stuff and everything. Well, God never told the Moses to tell him, You have disappointed me. God told Moses to tell them, no, you're doing wrong. You have disappointed God. Right. God is not happy with you. Right. It was never about Moses. It nope. was about God. No, he's a way, vessel. That's the way it is today. It's about yeah. God. It's not about the preacher. Yeah. If the preacher's like, well, that's very disappointing me. Or, you know, you're walking away from God. and Or don't uh, or tell what, me you're leaving the church before a sermon. Yeah, exactly. You know, it shouldn't be about that person because I can tell you right now. And I'll, let me ask you a question. Oh, boy. Because I've read the Bible several times and I don't recall. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't recall anywhere in there where it says it's about my feelings, no. how I feel. Have no. you read that? No. No, I haven't either. I thought you were giving me a hard one. I was starting to sweat, dude. I, <laughs> I get test anxiety. I was like, I was like, dude. <laughs> Please don't ask me something hard. No. You asked me one time like, something about a character in the Bible. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, it, nowhere no, in the Bible it does, does it say anything about no. your feelings, no. if you hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. No. I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't matter if people think the yeah. the yeah. Bible is hate speech or they think it doesn't, you know, it's not relative or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, whatever position you take with the Bible, if you yeah. if you discard it, if you don't apply it, if you if you um, take out the portions that you want and adhere to those, and you leave the rest alone, you take the miracles out, you take whatever out, you yeah. add anything that you want to. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. 
because it comes down to it still applies. The word of God applies. Yeah. No matter how what you think, no matter what you feel, it applies. Yeah. It's going to be very apparent at the end mm-hmm. of your life that yeah. whether you were in the right camp or you're in the wrong camp, and at the end of your life, yeah, it's too late. Two lines. So do it right now. <laughs> There's only two lines up and down. Yeah. And you know, there is a time you you mentioned, you know, you don't want to you know, you go up to the preacher and you you want to ask him a question or whatever, and there's a time and a place. You don't raise your hand in the middle of service and sure. call somebody out. But well, that's not, a time and yeah, a place, right. you know. And, and I I tried for like a year, and I'm not. And this is not about me because I learned a lot from that. Actually, it got me jacked up. I've been studying like crazy, and yeah, it was actually a flame. It was good. So, but anyway, you know, I four different times in a year, I would ask a question and got blown off. Yeah. Uh, maybe I had to wait 18 months. I don't know. I was done. So, yeah. and I had somebody tell me that it's like, well, maybe you just didn't wait long enough. I'm like oh, a year. I waited a year, four times over a year and I couldn't get any. So I'm just saying, it's not about me. It's about if you feel led to leave a church, don't tell anybody leave pack your stuff and go you you got to be in in tune with the holy spirit you need to be in the word of god you yeah. need to know that you know yeah. don't just do it because but you, how you feel because like i said the bible says nothing about how you feel no it's all about keeping god's word well and there's we say a lot and over the year if you've listened to these podcasts you kind of understand the rhetoric if, the, if that's the right word, uh, I've never said, go be critical of your pastor, pastor. And I'll not say that pastor or preacher, nope. uh, because that's not, that's not a, a good way to handle anything. No. Um, I will say, I will say this, you know, those, those conversations should be had in private. Um, and I'm not, what I'm, what I'm getting at is you, it, we are as Christians responsible in a way that God leads us to, to inform people about things that might not be right and to give them an opportunity to correct that and make it right. Right. Because if we don't, then it continues on. It destroys Christianity. It destroys the whole purpose of the church, the community of Christians. It, it, it will destroy it. And so my thing is, when I talked about it, uh, we are called to inform, you know, I told my brother one time, I said, you know, uh, I'm going to challenge so-and-so to do something. He goes, be careful with that. And I got, I got offended. I'm like, what do you mean? Be careful. Cause I'm going to challenge somebody. Well, and he, and he was right. He said, well, you have to be careful because people don't like to be challenged and whether your intentions are positive or motivational or whatever, if you go up to somebody and say, hey, I challenge you to do more, they're going to take offense to that because what you're in essence, what you're saying is they're not doing enough. So you right. have to be careful with how you present things. And I do think that's important. Yeah. It is very important. And sometimes I say things and it it is taken for how it's said. That's not the intent sometimes. And I have to be careful with that because you're right. You're 100% right. It has nothing to do with us. Uh, and if I've learned something over the the last couple of years is that I have to constantly remind myself to back myself out of it. It has nothing to do with me, but I, but I do want us to 
I do want us to share our experiences because I think they are helpful for people right. and it exposes things. Absolutely. It either exposes them to more of the truth yeah. or it exposes them to a lot of the darkness. Right. Uh, in either way, you can, you can bake, uh, base your own experiences uh, and kind of go from there. Absolutely. So. Actually, like I said, that experience did nothing more than get me jacked up. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm fired up. Fire. It just yeah, absolutely. Fire. And it, and that's the thing. It can, it can either put the fire out or it, it can. Well, I promise you it wasn't the intention. It wasn't the intention. Wasn't to light a fire under you. Oh no, not at <laughs> it all. was to get you in line. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Line up and whatever. Yeah. So anyway, and I just want to share, you know, we don't need to be critical. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. But we, we just need to be cautious. We need to know because our soul yeah. is very important. It's actually the most important thing we'll ever, ever have. Because here's the thing. If you agree with a preacher when he's wrong, you're responsible. You're taking responsibility. That was, that that. was my whole point. If you're sitting there, yeah. your attendance yeah. sometimes uh, reinforces right. certain behaviors, yeah. comments, ideologies. Yeah. Uh, your attendance does that. I'm, we're not saying leave the church. Just be mindful of, and, and if you, you know, if you're uh, flying amens every five seconds, you're just perpetuating the problem. You're you're adding to it, and you have to be extremely careful of that. Uh, yeah, we just need to. Everyone needs to realize the value of their soul. Yeah, it's it's priceless. Yeah, there's there's nothing else that will live on forever. It's going to yeah. live on for. Like I said before, whether you adhere to the Bible or you don't. Yeah. Your 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 soul is going to live forever somewhere. Yeah. So you know, and, and I bring this up, and you mentioned something about you know putting out the fire or whatever. We are no encouraging someone instead yeah. of telling them you yeah. know they're not doing enough. We just need to encourage them to do more and be there with them. And I told you about the the study that I'm doing the, on the Holy Spirit at the church, and I'm not even a member there. I just know the preacher, so I'm going there. And come to find out, I just found out that like every Tuesday and Thursday night, they're teaching something most of the year. It, I thought this is like a one class, you know, kind of deal that, that was going on for like seven weeks. But he's like, no, nah, when we get done with this, we're going to start in Revelation. And I'm like, what? And I told you, this guy works a full time job. He, yeah. he owns a business. So he's there yeah. till like five o'clock, you know, every day. And then he goes to the church and preaches from seven to eight or not preaches, um, teaches the class from seven to eight. Yeah. Uh, two nights a week. And I'm like, right there, if the man of God is doing something like that, that's got to be encouraging to the people there. Some might call that important. I would, yeah. Well, somebody might think important. that's important to so, him. But that's that's what I'm saying. He's setting the standard. Yeah. He has yeah. higher expectations. Yeah. And he's willing to help people grow. He wants people to grow. He's not like, okay, I'll see you next Well, and they have people in attendance. So there's people oh. that desire that. Absolutely. If he's holding these people. classes yeah. and nobody's there, yeah. you know, then that might say something, yeah. you know, about how the, the, the church is being run. Right. But there's people there. There's yeah. people in their own lives coming yeah. in their own time. Yeah. In, uh, uh, not just in their two, three services a week. Exactly. Yeah, it's important, man. Literally. I've said it before. Churches should be open uh, seven days a week, seven days a week for people that want to attend and do things and be involved in a in a study or uh, I, I, well, they should. If you're truly interested in someone's soul, 
as a as a leader of a church, I think you're definitely right. I think there should be something happen. Not I'm not talking about a pizza party. No, I'm not right. talking about Bowling. get together and right. you know, whatever. Let's talk about the deers. Let's swap pictures yeah, or right, right. whatever. Let's let's tell everyone how wonderful they are. Who cares about all that crap? I'm saying get together and teach something that is going to be applicable to their life. Life application, man. The Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. Yeah. What a great study. Because like I said, you know, without God, we wouldn't have life. Without Jesus, we wouldn't have our salvation. And without the Holy Spirit, we wouldn't have confirmation of our salvation, nor would we have that guidance. Well, and there's, and there are, there are, There are so many things that you can expose people to and encourage them in. Yes. There's so many uh, biblical things, not worldly things. You know, we were, we were joking, but there's some seriousness to it, you know, not fellowship is good. But when you, when you fellowship under the guise of getting together to go eat somewhere so somebody can pay for the meal, uh, that's not fellowship. That's that's conning somebody. Absolutely. That's a, like I said, well, ago, you know, if you're getting together for anything other than if you're going to church and you're not there to worship God and you're not learning about God, I've heard sermons where, and you told me about a sermon you heard not long ago, where the guy preached like 45 minutes and did not bring up God or Jesus the whole time. Jeez. It wasn't, it, you can't call that a sermon. No. I, we watched one the other night, man. He was part of a club. I told you the other night, it got 15 minutes into it. I, I hadn't heard God or anything from the Bible. So I said, turn it off. Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. And, you know, it, it says in the Bible not to be in a in a, a club yeah. or, yeah. I mean, it's the equivalent of a gang, you know, share one purse. Yeah, right. You don't you don't do that. Do that stuff. You look to God. You you know you should be at church to worship God. You shouldn't be in a club. You know there are plenty of clubs and all that for everything else. Go do the it. The only way you're going to create uh, that you're going to spread that desire is to create that desire. If you're if you're allowing those things to pull people away from uh, the center of Christianity then they're going to yeah. go away from the center of Christianity. Absolutely. You know, if you listen, if you told me right now, Hey, uh, we're going to have a, uh, an afternoon meeting, uh, outdoors and it's going to be a, a topical study of the Bible or this, whatever topic related to the Bible, I'd be like, sign me up. I'll yeah. be there. You know, let's see where this goes. Right. Um, you know, Hey, we'd like you to head up this, uh, this study about, uh, you know, Christianity and your testimony. Great. I'll be there. You know, that kind of stuff. I have no desire interest for anything else. I told my brother that this morning, man, I said, you know, everybody's life is different, right? Like we, we are, we are called to be good stewards of the things that God provides for us. And that doesn't mean I cut my, we were kid, we were joking. I said, I just cut my grass for the first time yesterday. He's like, Oh man, you know, I, I said, yeah, I don't live to cut my grass. He goes, I cut my grass to live. And I said, dude, I said, listen, man, we are responsible to be stewards of the things we've been blessed with. And the, and the whole reason I, the whole point to this is because I don't, I used to be a slave to it, man. I worked on it and there was no reason behind it. 
Right. There was nothing there for you. You told me the guy uh, that your dad used to watch cut his grass, uh, you know, spend hours on his yard on a Sunday. Yeah. And I, you know, I sat there and thought about it. You know why I'm a good steward of it? Because this dude came the other day to buy this dresser, right? He comes, buys this dresser. I don't think anything of it. And he says before he leaves, we chit chatted for a while. He's a nice guy. And he said, man, you have a beautiful place here. I said, dude, I've been truly blessed. Right. That's. Yeah. If, if I had trash in my yard and I had crap everywhere and, you know, the fences were in disrepair, guess what people are going to think? Right. They're not going to think nothing has to do with Jesus Christ. But the minute he gives me recognition for the place is because I'm a steward of the stuff God's presented to me to take care of. Right. And I take care of it because it's a reflection of my relationship with God. Right. And that, and that opens a door for me Absolutely. because when I tell him it, now, I didn't go any further than that. He could have said, why do you say that? Yeah. Well, let me tell you why I say that because I'm a Christian and this is why. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So those things open an opportunity, but man, if we're, if we're identifying stuff and we're looking at stuff and they don't point back to Jesus Christ, if we're attending places and our lives don't point back to Jesus Christ, or if we're uh, amen and something, we have no idea what's going on. Right. We don't know. Yeah. It's a poor reflection of us. Yeah. Uh, in our relationship to Jesus Christ. You can't just, we've said it before. Don't just wear the t-shirt. Absolutely. Don't just wear the t-shirt. Be a Christian. If you're going to be a Christian, be a Christian. Absolutely. Stand up for it. Don't attend these weak churches that don't line up biblically, that point to all over the place who, who they're, they're condemning and chastising everybody else that don't line up to their standards, their standards, not the standards of Jesus Christ, their standards. Christianity is is one term, but yet there's so many people that want to take their piece of it away from Jesus Christ. Right. And you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. And guess what? You'll be held accountable for it. All right, go ahead. You got me a little crunked. I did. A little stirred up. Good deal. Crunk's your word. Absolutely. You yeah. got me stirred up. Well, I get, I get hot and bothered, man, no. because people want to say this or that. And we'll get into that in another episode, but yeah, absolutely. This is probably getting to where we need to wrap it up, isn't it? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Lands fling. But anyway, (laughs) I just wanted to share, you know, people are going to find what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people, uh, people are, there are a lot of people that are just looking to have their ears tickled. Yep. Yep. But if you're not looking to have your ears tickled alone, you want, you have that emptiness you want to, you want to have it filled. Yeah. Get in the word of God, make sure your preacher is lining up. And I just think we, as Christians, we can change the world. We can change. Absolutely. The, the direction the power of, of God world. can do anything. Absolutely. Exactly. We can't do it, but nope. we can being used by everyone God. Right. to God through his son, Jesus Christ. We yeah. have the power yep. to change this world. We just need to stand up and do it. Hold preachers accountable sure. when they're teaching the wrong thing or they're trying to shame people or they're worried about getting the Cadillac or whatever they're trying to do that doesn't line up with the word of God, call them out. And if they're like, well, they, they ignore you or they blow you off or whatever, they make excuses. Check with the Holy Spirit. Check yourself with the Holy Spirit. Move on. You don't have to be there. You're not oblig- You're obligated to God. When you make the choice to be a child of God, you're obligated to him to, to line up with his word. You are not obligated. We are not obligated to line up with the yeah, preacher. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I got a little stirred too, but. That's good, that's, man. It's yeah, good absolutely. for people to to 
really take a reflection and look at what they're doing for the kingdom of God. You know, we as Christians need to be spirit led. Yeah. And we cannot be spirit led if we don't get in tune with the Holy Spirit. And yeah. we can't get in tune yeah. with the Holy Spirit if the preacher's telling us some other way. You know, if you if you mow the grass, you you'll be good, you'll be going to heaven. That's <laughs> like what's the what was the thing that the Catholics used to do? <laughs> the uh indulgences. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Like like Oh, you bring us your money. We'll get your we'll get your uh, relatives out of purgatory. Yeah, I mean because they were wanting money. If listen, if you think that sounds crazy, right? You should be. No, I'm saying like if you've heard that and you think that sounds crazy, take a look at some of the things that are being pushed in front of you. You know, uh, it's nuts, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't want to get too crazy into that. I just you know I said people. We'll find what they're looking for. And it's very evident because, yeah. you know, look at all the people that follow the the faith healers. Yeah. Well, they had nothing. They didn't go to the hospitals and heal people when the pandemic hit. No. They, they didn't no. go. Well, first of yeah. all, they don't have the power. No. But they didn't even go put on the little sh- show, you know. So there, there are people that still follow them, though. Yeah. So that right there goes to prove they have found what they're looking for. But that's good because those people will leave the good churches alone. They'll sit in there and listen to all that hoopla and everything, and they won't go disrupt a good church out there. So, Yeah, they're they're, we said it before and before we wrap it up, there's not going to be any one place that's going to be 100% perfect. No. Uh, you know, whenever you have a gathering of people, uh, whether or not their like-mindedness and Christianity uh, is what brings them together, they're still right. different people. Absolutely. Uh, and there's personalities and characters and all kinds of stuff. But if everybody is putting their attention and focus on Jesus Christ and the Holy spirit and developing the relationship with God that they should have as Christians, uh, then they are all headed in the right direction. They're just going to have to overcome uh, some of the minor issues that come up and they'll be able to do that with the power of God. Absolutely. And you bring up, the, this will be my last thing, I promise. It's all right. I'm so, here, man. Okay. So well, you, you brought up the the one-mindedness. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like-mindedness. Oh, like-mindedness. like-mindedness. That's yeah. true. Like-mindedness, yeah. which is very interesting because you can go to a church where everyone's like-minded, but they could be minded about something else. I agree. <laughs> you know, that's why I said like-minded in their Christianity. Exactly. Yeah. Not like-minded in their football team. Yeah. Not like-minded in their, you know, whatever, A, B, C, or D. Uh, listen, it, and <laughs> if anyone listens to this and, and, and you get upset or whatever, that's fine. It doesn't say anything yeah. in the Bible yeah. about your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're not Jesus. <laughs> Golly. Uh, no. you know, here's the deal. we, we want people so badly to focus on their Christianity as, as it, as it was intended by Jesus Christ, how it's documented through the Bible within their relationship with God. That's, that's the intention. If, if you're coming about it a different way or looking at it a different way, whatever. I mean, we can't, we're not going to please every, my grandmother used to say, you won't please all the people all of the time. You can only please some of the people some of the time. And that's only based off of them. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't exactly. have anything to do with us. Exactly. So 
uh, you know, we're human. We try, we make mistakes, we make bad decisions. Uh, but what we do is we talk about, uh, our Christianity and the desire that we have to grow closer to God. And that's what we desire for other people. Absolutely. I was just thinking you and I have been hanging out for a little over a year. No, it's been two years. We went to that church for a year. Well, I'm saying as far as like oh, personal, this? yeah, 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 personal yeah, time yeah, for yeah over a year. And yep. you, I, and our wives got together and had dinner one time. Yeah. Outside of that, we haven't really done anything nope. besides this. This nope. is like our focus. So, <laughs> yeah, this is the yeah. And this is the last story because I was going to say it and then we got onto something else. But I was talking to my brother this morning. And I, and I said, I said, you know, man, I used to get hung up on so much stuff, man, so much washing cars, the boat, uh, you know, just hung up on stuff. And, and I truly, I truly do, man. And I just have this unique outlook now that if it's not a reflection of Christ, if it's not a reflection of that, I don't want any piece of it. Right. If it's not a reflection of that now, and listen, I'll tell you, uh, you know, drinking a glass of wine. It, it's not, it's not a poor reflection of Christ. I'm not reflecting on Christ. Neither am I if I eat meatloaf, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I don't discount that and I don't look at it critically. I just look at, you know, the things in my life. I want it to point to Jesus Christ yeah. in a sense. And I, and I bring up the wine thing because there's so many people that they want to point out these little secondary issues. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's not about that. It's about making Christ the center of your life and making the best decisions you can on a daily basis, knowing that you're human and you're going to send. Yeah. Uh, and making sure that you turn to God every time you do. Absolutely. I don't know what else to say, man. I mean, that's pretty that's much it. it. Yeah. Like Alan said, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you were pretty, you were pretty harsh, man. Well, I just, <laughs> I was like, because geez, Alan. we are not here to tell people what they want to hear. No, nah. we we're, we just nah. want to share what they need to hear because their souls are, are very important. If we do anything less, <laughs> that's what will be on us. Hey, you know what I was thinking, man, people should go. You want to do a test, go to your, go to your pastor or your preacher and say, Hey, listen, I'm thinking about leaving. And then just see what happens. Just go from there. See what happens. See if you get the old shame thing. If you get, uh, you know, see what happens. I wouldn't do that. I'm teasing. I would not do that either. Fringes, but no, I wouldn't. No, actually I wouldn't tell anybody anything. No, I would just go. What's the point? If you're telling somebody you're expecting something. So, you know, uh, you know, what I would do is call a friend that you believe would provide great biblical, godly advice and pray about it. Absolutely. Um, so we pretty much should have said that in the beginning <laughs> and been done with Our this. episodes could be like uh, five minutes long, but, yeah. you know. Pray and read your Bible. We get we get <laughs> hyped up. So, yeah. All guys, right. have, enjoy your day. Thanks and have a blessed day. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.